Welcome to the Collections by Michelle Brown Show, a show about people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality as they create change. This episode is brought to you in partnership with the Center for Peace Counseling and Holistic Healing Services. Welcome to Collections by Michelle Brown. I'm your host, Michelle Brown. Each week, we'll be talking with people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality, and creating change. It's time for the Lupus Detroit 7th Annual Walk for Warriors. Joining us today are Valeria Harris-Carter, the organization's board secretary, and lupus warrior Shannon Hester. Vale has been involved with the organization since its beginning, stepping out on faith with founder executive director Sharon Harris to start this organization to fill a gap left by more traditional lupus organizations. Vale has lost two family members to this disease. She uses her background in communications and marketing to inform and educate others about lupus and to build support for Lupus Detroit. Lupus Detroit is a community-based voluntary health organization dedicated to eliminating lupus as a major health problem through education, advocacy, and service. The organization has assembled a hard-working and dedicated group of empathetic professionals to serve lupus warriors, but its commitment goes even further. Lupus Detroit believes that no lupus warrior should have to decide between purchasing their medication and buying food for their families. The organization realizes that everyone needs assistance from time to time. This is why they offer emergency financial assistance grants in addition to awareness and advocacy events. For warriors, it's never a handout. It's a community. It's family. Shannon Hester is one of those warriors who has found home, community, and family at Lupus Detroit. She was diagnosed with lupus in 2002. The disease attacked her kidneys, and she's been battling it for the past 17 years. Although unable to participate in the actual walk, Shannon attends the walk each year working as a volunteer at the event. Registration and donations can be made online or the day of the walk. No team, no problem. Everyone in attendance, whether a warrior or just there to support, is a member of a Lupus Detroit family. You'll feel the strength, determination, but most of all, the love. Shannon and Vale, welcome to Collections by Michelle Brown. How are you both today? Oh, well, thank you. I am doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful as well. Okay. So, and I am going to ask that as we go back and forth, if you let me know, I mean, you identify yourself for people who are listening, because I kind of sort of hear your voices different, but, you know, some people might not. So, Val, I'm going to start with you, because 
you've been there with my girl. And I, you know, and I have to always start out talking about Sharon is my girl, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean that, that's my girl, yeah. I mean, we connected, and she and I have, I mean, you know, we're just buds. And I look forward to talking to her a couple of times a year. Love her mom. And, yeah. and you know, and I can tell you her story almost as well as she can. But also I've learned so much from her, not only about lupus, but then I've been so blessed that she has introduced me to so many wonderful people who are lupus warriors. And, Mm -hmm. Belle, I know that you said you were with her from the beginning. How did you you meet? Uh, Sharon and I both worked for another nonprofit organization that was focused on lupus. However, while working there, we noticed that we were doing a lot more transferring people and giving people different numbers to reach out than we were assisting um, lawyers. Um, We also found that that we felt like there were certain um, ethnicities that were left out from this nonprofit organization. So Sharon kept talking about it and talking about it, and she was like, you know, I really want to start my own nonprofit. And I kept saying, well, go ahead and do it. Um, every every day I would come into the office and ask her, well, what have you done? Have you written out anything? <laughs> have, you, have you done what you need to do in order to get the name going? What are you doing? So every day I was bugging her, do you need me to help fill out something? What do we need to do to get this going? So once she started getting it going, I still wrote her. I just wanted to make sure she got once Lucas Victoria came to fruition. It was just magical. Everything kind of like just took off from that point because, like you said, Sharon has a wonderful personality. Yes, she, she knows does. how to reach out to people and how to speak to people and how to get their attention. So she did that, and Lucas Victoria. I mean, every year I can see something different and something better. From the previous year, our five-year gala was absolutely outstanding. Uh-huh. And to know that now we're year seven from something, time has flown, and I've seen nothing but wonderful things from it. So being a part of it from the beginning and until now has been nothing. It's been a lot of hard work, but it's not hard work that I minded doing. I did not have a problem being there for Sharon being on call, picking up items, stuff and grab bags. It's all been a whirlwind, but it's been wonderful to watch Lucas Detroit flourish from one idea, from seeing something that was lacking and wanting to make a difference. Now, you know, because one of the things, too, is like you're also the secretary of the board. And, you know, one of the things that Sharon had said, like she had this idea and Often, like she says, things happen. That's how she knows. And that she had a board that sort of came together and made the work happen. And everyone is a volunteer. Yeah. Did you have, you know, when you, did you bring some of the things that you had seen at that other organization? Did you bring some of those ideals to Lupus Detroit? And I mean, really, when you say you're going to be on a board of directors, a lot of people think, oh, hey, you know, yeah, put my name on the list. But it isn't. It's a lot of work. Did you, were you prepared for that? I was not. 
I have to be honest. I was not prepared. Not at all. Not at all. I was of the mindset, yep, sign me up. Whatever you need me to do, I'll do as being a board member and thinking that that was it. But everything that I have done, I didn't mind doing. And some of the things that we noticed that were lacking from the other nonprofit organizations, Sharon made it a point to make sure that we weren't going to be compared to them in a negative way. So all of the things that they weren't doing, Sharon has made sure that Lucas Detroit does. We're not referring you and giving you a telephone number and then just leaving. We're going to follow up with you because we want to make sure that you're doing your part, too, as a Lucas warrior. We have the grants now. The other nonprofit organization didn't initially have grants. So now we're trying to make sure that a lupus warrior doesn't have to really choose between whether they're going to go grocery shopping or get their medication. That was something we constantly referred people for, um, for walkers and everything at that other um, organization. And we made a point of not just saying, here, take this number, call them, and then leave you alone. We want to mm-hmm. make sure that you're getting what, you're, what you need so you won't say, well, lupus warrior not really doing anything for me. We don't want to be compared to the other organization, not at all. And it's been hard work, but I can also say it's been fun work, and it's nice to watch how genuinely, genuinely people are appreciative of you taking that one extra step to make sure that they get what they're asking for. So, Shannon, how did you get involved with Lupus Detroit? Well, actually, I met Sharon at another organization that she worked at, and I was Mm -hmm. actually coming in to speak with someone else, and she was there. And she was so nice and friendly, and we started a conversation. Come to find out we we have a mutual friend. And then she told me about Lupus Detroit and when they meet, and I came to one meeting, and I've been in ever since. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we have we definitely just to piggyback, Sharon has definitely been one to follow up with me personally. Um, just the feeling of a sense of being welcomed. Um, it's very, it's very hard. It's very dear to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's one of the things. I mean. Lupus Detroit breaks the mold, like you said. Like you're not doing, like some groups, they're raising money to do research or just to hand you out pamphlets or whatever, and then they go on to the next thing. Those meetings, I mean, and that's almost, they're more than a meeting. It's like, for lack of a better word, it's almost like a family coming together, uh, you know, regularly where, there's a lot of support and a lot of love in that room. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that was that by was that intentional or when you had you know well back when you guys was first doing it, you know you said well what are we going to do and you decided to have these meetings. But did you expect the meetings to develop like that? And then as you see, are they where you wanted them to be now? I can honestly say that we wanted everyone to feel comfortable coming to a meeting. We didn't want them to feel like we were just there giving out pamphlets and a little bit of information and then send you on your way in 30 minutes. Um, They have evolved into a family gathering, 
And I don't think we could be any more pleased than that. I've been able, I, was, I work at the plant, so I'm not able to attend meetings often. But the ones that I have been to, not even having lupus, just being on the board and having family members who had lupus, it's still a big family. Everyone welcomes you. It's just your family, your extended family. And I am absolutely ecstatic at the way that is ever-evolving. Um, I can't imagine it being any better than they already are. Mm-hmm. Shannon, what do you think? We, we, I think we really do give that family vibe. I, absolutely. Um, from the moment you step foot in and you attend one meeting, you're part of our family, period. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, and if you have a problem, Sharon will give you her number. She'll give you some other members' numbers to give them a call. And when they say call them, they really do mean call them. Mm-hmm. They're, not just, they're not just speaking, just talking to talk. Give them a call. And you definitely feel welcomed. And if you have any type of issue or concern, you know, they ask about that. I think a lot of times with support, with support groups, people think it's a whole bunch of people sitting around crying and, mm-hmm. and a lot of doom and gloom, but that's not what we do here at Lupus Detroit. We actually, they focus on different topics that affect people who have lupus and how to, um, and people come and talk to us about giving us the tools and resources that we need in order to keep fighting this fight. So once you come into the meeting, once you walk into the meeting, you're family. Exactly. <laughs> you are family. I agree. You know, that's one thing that I often tell people when, they, when, when I'm talking about lupus to try to say, you know, if you think that you're going to go to one of these meetings and see a pity party, you are really in for a big disappointment because one of the things that you see about not only people who are living with and thriving and surviving with lupus and the family members, it's like you guys are so strong and are so supportive. I mean, I go, I've been to the meetings, and I've gone to the walk, and, you know, you just feel love. In fact, mm-hmm. I tell somebody, you know, yes. you're, you're whining about this. You need to go see these people at Lupus Teach <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Shannon, when you were, you know, you had been battling lupus for 17 years, you know, for yes. 17 years. How great was it to find this community? I think it was something that I needed when I first when I was first diagnosed with lupus. In my experience, lupus wasn't as well known as a lot of the other diseases. So finding a support group, finding a community of people who are going through what I'm going through, who actually have the emotions that I have dealing with lupus, it was an aha moment. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm home. I, this mm-hmm. is where I needed to be. This is what was needed for me at the time I was diagnosed. So mm-hmm. it, it definitely played a major role in as far as me dealing with lupus. And even part of my, um, as far as my emotional state, because I can feel down, but then when I go to a lupus meeting and I may talk to someone and then they lift my spirits. So they are definitely a daily part of my life. Mm-hmm. Now, Val, you have a background in communications and marketing. And, you know, one of the things, like when I see the events, when I see things that are going on that 
have you been able to use that, and how do you see that skill to make sure that people know that Lupus Detroit is different from those organizations? Um, I use my experience um, in communications and marketing just simply speaking about Lupus Detroit to any and everybody that I can. I'm all Mm -hmm. over social media, you know, putting it out there. And on the times that Sharon can't interview, I don't mind. I don't have a problem being that spokesperson um, for Lucas Mm -hmm. Detroit. It's dear to my heart, and I I express that when I'm speaking about it. It's been really, really easy for me to get people more involved. I mean, I work at FCA. I have so many people that come to the walk from my plant simply from me just talking about lupus Detroit. They don't necessarily have lupus or even know anyone that has lupus, but they come on the strength of what I've told them about Sharon and lupus Detroit and the support that we need. Um, and I feel good. I don't pat myself on the back. I go and pat Sharon on the back because had <laughs> she even done this, you know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have the opportunity to use some of these skills because you know, working on the assembly line, I'm not using my communications or my marketing degree. I'm just using my body to do what I need to do. So I've been given this opportunity to use those degrees from Sharon, and I'm taking full advantage of it. I'm talking about Lucas Detroit every chance I get. I have a Lucas Detroit shirt. I have several. And I will go and I will wear them, and I just want people to ask me about it. That's all I want. I want you to ask, Lucas Detroit, what's that? And I'm going into that field so that we can get your support or support you and get some donations, get you involved in whatever volunteer events we have going on. I'm talking about it every day to somebody, and I've noticed that. Every day I get asked a question about Lucas Detroit, and I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely. you know, that, that visibility is, is so important. You know, one of the things that, that Sharon did, remember she had to share to about being pretty disabled. And I know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen most of, I'm going to tell you, most of the lupus warriors make me want to up my game because y'all look good. (laughs) You know, you are, I mean, when y'all step out, you look good. But, (laughs) you know, really, you know, but often when you find people, it's sort of like, it's not something that people talk about. People talk about, oh, sickle cell. They talk Mm -hmm. about all these other things that are, are diseases. But how important is that visibility not only for you, Shannon, you know, to explain people, like, what's going on? Because I had a coworker, which I've told Shannon about, you know, where nobody knew what was going on with her, what was wrong, and she was in and out of work. And then when it came up that she had lupus, there were a lot of people you could see, they didn't know, well, what is that? And, you know, and so you've got, Sharon, who's out there, she'll tell you about it in a heartbeat, okay? But you also have people like Vail, who has her shirt, and also in the corporate world. I mean, at where she works, she's talking about it. How important is, to, is it to you, that visibility about what lupus is, and also that don't feel bad for you, understand what you're going through and how... There are other things that, that you want to, to do and accomplish still in your life. It's not a death sentence. Oh, well, it's extremely important to get the word out because I believe once we get the word out, then that sparks awareness, and then awareness sparks 
education, getting educated about it and the education it has sparked. So I believe it's a snowball effect, just getting that information um, um, out there um, as well. And I think I'm just, there's a saying that I read that really, that really sticks with me. It says, thank God I don't look like what I've been through. And mm-hmm. so I, <laughs> so I think with um, lupus and just going through this um, disability and letting people, just letting people know about it, I think that's the important thing because there's a lot of misconceptions. Um, I've had people ask me, well, is it like AIDS? Is it like HIV? Mm-hmm. I know that mm-hmm. I have to explain to them exactly um, what, it, what lupus is and how it operates in the body. So I think the awareness part is is the main thing, getting that out there first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Right, Mel, do you think that, that, that as you've raised the awareness and also the fact that what I love about Lupus Detroit is it isn't just like a handout. It's a hand mm-hmm. up. I mean, you yeah. have scholarships, you have all these other things. Do you think that that has helped from the other end as far as, I mean, you have corporate supporters, you're getting grants and stuff. Do you think that putting that face of the warriors out there, as opposed to just talking about the disease, has helped in the development of the organization? Oh, most definitely. We didn't want to just be um, high to having walks because uh-huh. walks don't really get as much attention as you would want them to. That's why we have different events. And I think the more that we've been talking about Lucas Detroit, the more that we have our warriors talk about Lucas Detroit and what they've been through and how Lucas Detroit has helped them and how Lucas Detroit is different from other organizations also helps us and it will continue to help us and evolve into, you know, we already have, we have major sponsorships from, from different groups. But, you know, we can expand and grow and the only way we're going to be able to do that is to continue being Lucas Detroit, and that's being down to earth, being humble, being gracious, and getting uh-huh. the word out there. And putting mm-hmm. our warriors out there to speak um, um, what they've been going through and what they've experienced with us and with other organizations makes us look absolutely wonderful because we're different. Karen is different. She's a Lucas warrior herself, so that makes her different to begin with who wanted to do something for other lupus warriors, something that she didn't get done for her from other lupus organizations. So it's, it's humbling is what it is. It can't be anything but that. And Sharon carries that humbleness graciously. And I think this is all just in her destiny. It's been destined for her and part of her blessing and a part of her blessing others. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to take our first break. And when we come back, We're going to talk a little bit more about the walk. So we'll be right back. This episode of Collections by Michelle Brown is brought to you in partnership with the Center for Peace Counseling, and Holistic Healing Services, bringing balance to your mind, body, and spirit. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit the center at 
thecenterforpeacellc.com. here on Collections by Michelle Brown, and I'm talking about one of my second biggest events, the, the <laughs> annual Walk for Warriors. This is the seventh year, and, yes. you know, and we were, we were talking, you know, because a big presence that will be missed was one of the people who helped start it, Bev Humphrey. And, yes. you know, and in fact, one of the last mm. times I saw her was, at the lupus walk, she was sitting there manning the table. How did the idea about doing a walk come about and at that location? Um, I can say that it came from us being at the organization and seeing the previous organization and seeing their walk, but wanting our walk to be different. Um, so Sharon started to form in her mind exactly what she wanted our walk to represent. And that location is because Sharon wants to make sure that we are in the city of Detroit doing as much as we can because at the other organization, the city of Detroit was barely touched. Mm. So we had a lot of lupus warriors in the city of Detroit who were coming to us and getting turned away or sent to other people. So we're going to try to stay in Detroit for pretty much every function that we have. Because mm-hmm. Detroit is Sharon's hometown. It's, she loves Detroit. We all with that are with her love Detroit as well. So we want to make sure that we stay in the city of Detroit, we promote Detroit while we're doing it, and also promote this Detroit. But we also want to make sure that it's easy for people to get to us. You know, you can't get all the way out in the suburbs sometimes for a meeting or to get some mm-hmm. help, even when making a phone call. But we wanted it to be um, focal and local in Detroit. Mm-hmm. We, want to, we mm-hmm. want to have easy access to us. And that's why the walk will stay in Detroit. So we outgrow that park, and then we'll, we'll be this year. We're going to outgrow. We're going to another park next year, but I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not sure where. <laughs> but I know we're going to outgrow it this year. Mm-hmm. So, so, Shannon, we want to stay local. Mm-hmm. Shannon, how many walks have you done? I have done a total of about four walks. Um, the last few times that I missed, um, it was just due to the lupus acting, um, acting mm-hmm. up. Um, but if I can't do the walk, then I always volunteer. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a very um, – it, it's, it's a very – fun experience because when you get there it's just so fun and lively and the energy is high and it's in the air and people people are just excited to be there so that helps you know it helps me you know being able to volunteer and do what it is that I need to do um, at the walk you know one year I went and there was a woman there and I remember she was at one of the tables and she said she had just got out the hospital the day before but, you know, she said, I oh, can't wow. walk. But she was there at one of the tables, and she was so joyful, you know. Mm-hmm. And you can, like, and, and sometimes how you see, I've seen, like, whole families been there 
Every, they'll mm-hmm. have their T-shirts on. They'll have their teams, you know. When, when you, and it's not a long walk, you know. It's, nope. just, it's kind of a quick walk, nope. you know. We get in there, we mm-hmm. get in there, and we do that. So do you organize a team, Shannon? No, I don't organize a team, but I am, um, I am there to volunteer. We have a lot of volunteers because there's a mm-hmm. lot of work that is a labor uh-huh. of love that goes into um, preparing the walk. So just as much as we need people to register, I think there's just as many people that need um, that volunteer to set everything up to make sure everything is where um, it needs to be. Now, Val, I know I've seen you working the, working the whole park up on the stage, mm-hmm. handing out, you know, <laughs> raffle things. What does that day look like for you? How early do you get there? And I know that, that Sharon, like she always says, she's not trying to tie up your whole day, but I know that for members of Lupus Detroit and for the volunteers, you too, Shannon, you just don't show up and, and do your thing and you're done. How early does the day start for you? Um, I'm usually up about 6 at the park by 7, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it runs from there. If I'm not up on stage, like you said, I'm out trying to help them sell those raffle tickets. We, the board members, try to make Sharon do as less as possible the day of the walk. So and you know that's hard. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because we're like, uh-huh. let me just tell you to sit down. Uh-huh. So we have walkie talkies now. We told her, if we don't call you, then we don't need you. Just sit. <laughs> just relax, enjoy, and watch, and, and look at what you've done and enjoy uh-huh. that. You know, we don't want her doing a lot of run. So we run around for her. Um, my entire family, my husband and my daughters are usually with me. Um, we started off from the first year of being a DJ. Um, now my nephew has taken over for me, so he DJs um, for us for our walk. So my whole family is involved in Well, Like I said, I'm up at 6. We're there at 7. We're trying to help them set up. We're, we're trying to help um, Shana get the volunteers together. There is a, so much that goes into getting that part together to look the way that Sharon wants it to look. And a lot of people will come in and say, oh, wow, and think it's nothing. But we've been there since seven trying to make sure this something is impressive to you and you feel that wonderful vibe as soon as you come through that front end those balloons. The vibe changes because that family feeling stays throughout the walk. So... Shannon, what time are you going to get there? I'm going to get there at 7.30 um, since Uh-oh. I'm a volunteer. So uh-huh. <laughs> I'm a volunteer this year, so I'll be there at 7.30 um, to help set up and be at my station and just really take in what it is that I need to do at my station and get my duties assigned to me, and I am ready, ready to work. You know, I think that I can – go ahead. I'm sorry. That's the vibe and that's the thought and the feeling of every volunteer that I've run into. They're coming in. They're getting their assignment. They're doing what they need to do, and they're feeling valued because we don't Mm -hmm. just give you an assignment and leave you. If Shana's not checking on somebody, I'm checking on somebody, and if I'm not checking on somebody, then Sharon's mama is making rounds too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're out there trying to make sure that our volunteers are feeling comfortable because we have a lot of lupus warriors that are our volunteers. So we have to make sure that they're doing well. 
and that they're feeling good at whatever station that they're at. And if they need a break, then we're there to either give that break or get somebody to give them a break. We want all of our volunteers to feel like they're just as important as those of us on the board because we're no higher than they are. Mm. And, you know, and there's, and it's such, like you said, you know, it's more than just to walk. It is so much fun. You know, you get there, there's always the line for the face painting, you yes. know. You've got the DJ mm-hmm. pumping the pumping the jams, you know. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, that part before the actual walk starts, what, are, what do people see besides the face painting, the music? What all do they see? Um, we have the massage area set up. Um, other than the DJ, the face painting, the massage area, we have T-shirts in the area where the T-shirts are being sold. We have our registration tables up. We have raffle tables up. We have uh, a drop raffle, so they're seeing all of those items. We have a silent auction. They're seeing all of those items. Everyone is constantly moving. We have free um, snacks from beverages to fruit and healthy chips, as healthy as we can possibly make them. And everyone is seeing all of that. They're making the rounds, and they're being made to feel like this is cool, this is where I want to be next year too, because it's not just you come in, you register, we get your money, and then that's it. We're getting pumped and hyped and relaxed and uh, stretched before this walk begins so that when you come back from that mile walk, you're still going to hang out for a little bit, get these tickets drawn, win your prizes, and everyone usually, once we end it, we have people that stay behind who haven't even volunteered to help us break down stuff. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so as a volunteer, um, Shannon, if you had someone who came up and said, well, you know, I'm thinking about it, but I don't know, volunteering, it, it can be a lot of work, you know, on this day. Well, what do you say to those, and how do you encourage people who come, might come and say, you know, I want to do it, but I don't know. I don't know if I have something that I can help to do. How do you encourage that, and how do you encourage your fellow volunteers the day of? Well, if someone is interested in volunteering, I say, I just encourage them to do it by saying, we need help and hands-on with everything from setup to registration to merchandise. So we need the more hands that we have in the pot, um, the merrier. Um, I think once I do get there, we basically are all on kind of like the same, um, I, the same wavelength per se, as far as having this be a labor of love. Um, it, doing doing this out of the love of Lupus Detroit, and just doing this out of the love for Sharon too, because we want to make sure that. This particular walk this year is always, as well as the previous years, is always the best reflection of Sharon and what she's done um, for Lucas Detroit. So I would just encourage encourage people just to tell them to come. Like I said, we always need help with different areas, and if you think you have a, a expertise in a certain area, please don't be afraid to say something, and we will get you working. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Now, as a board member, and I think that that's one of the things that people, what I, another thing that you love about Lupus Detroit, besides the Warriors, besides Sharon, besides her mom, you don't have staff. You don't have a no. paid staff. You don't have a paid office. 
all of what you get goes to the organization. And what exactly do you do with the money that you raise? The bulk of our money is used for grants. Um, We uh, use it to get more information out to our Lucas Warriors for our support group meeting. Um, It can go for us making sure that we pay for whatever area that we we're getting to have our, our meetings in. Sometimes we're blessed, and we don't have to pay anything. Um, it's used for the entertainment purposes, for the walk. Everything that comes to Lupus Detroit is put back out into Lupus Detroit and into our warriors. I think Sharon's main focus was making sure we could have grants to help Lupus Warriors as far as bills and medication is concerned. The bulk of our money goes to giving those grants out. And it's, it's never a, a month or a year that we say, no, we're not giving grants this year. We're going to always give grants, and we're going to try to be at the point where we don't have a cap on grants. And I'm, a, I'm going to be honest. A lot of times, you know, that cap can waver depending on the, how much the Lucas Warrior needs and the urgency to it. Everything mm-hmm. that's brought into Lucas Detroit is given back to Lucas Detroit and Lucas Detroit's warriors. Nothing goes outside of the, any of that. You know, how in, you know when you when you find out about Lucas Detroit, Shannon. You know, how is that part there? You know, I have I went to a Lucas Detroit uh, meeting once, and someone had been there. I want to sit down like the Eastern Market. And they came and they had bags of fresh fruit. And they said, y'all just come take it. You know, that part of, you know, not only the the support of talking to it, knowing that here's some place that has your back, that -hmm. you don't have to think about Mm -hmm. medicine or food. How important is that to you as a lupus warrior? I think it's critical to me and critical to the lupus warrior because um, taking our medications is part of us being well enough to be able to go out and do the things that we're able to do because without that, those types of grants or those types of medica- medications that we need, it could get very detrimental. So it, it's definitely uh, critical for us to be able to have those resources at Lupus Detroit to be able to do that because, like Sharon said, no one should, be, should have to make the decision as to whether or not they're going to eat or get their medications. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and as a, a warrior, when you're sitting at the meetings and you see someone new come in, do you feel sort of like a big sister to sort of let them know that, yes, this is that place and welcome? Absolutely. Actually, when I see someone new, I kind of want to bombard them with information. But then I say, well, let me let me step back for a minute and let me see what they're here for because they may not even be here because they have lupus. It's just I want to spread the information. So when someone comes in, typically at the meeting, almost nine times out of ten, someone has a question about what kind of doctor um, do you go to? I'm looking for a rheumatologist. Um, I'm having some issues with my medication. So, therefore, when I get the questions, then I'm able to tell them about 
rheumatologist to see recommendations um, of where, what hospital facilities you can go to. We, it runs the gamut to what we talk about to which drugstore we can go to to get our medica- <laughs> medications that have the fastest pickup. I mean, we really, we really talk to each other and just being able to get a glimpse into their daily lives, like literally this is what they're doing on a daily basis, and then being able to offer them those recommendations for them to go, having the numbers available, because I have my rheumatologist number in my phone. So if you need her office number, I'll break it out and give it to you. And, give it to you. and also just really talking to them about having lupus and where their mindset is and how important it is to have a good support system around you, from your friends to your family, especially to your physicians um, mm-hmm. as well. So we cover all of that in a lupus mm-hmm. support meeting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, well, and, and I know that it's, um, there's so many things that you guys do, but the other thing that you do is, like, you have these events because everything, you know, doesn't have to be about the disease. Sometimes, you know, it's about going out and still being alive and saying, hey, I'm still here, I'm celebrating, and I'm doing it, including the walk. There was the brunch, and you have a lot of other events that are planned through the year. How, do you, when you're thinking of those, do you know every now and then sort of say, well, like, we've, got a, we've got a spring event, we've got this uh, sort of in the fall. You know, we need to do something to engage people. And are all the lupus and lupus warriors what is the age range? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, you can answer that better than I can. Oh, okay. <laughs> the age range runs the gamut. Um, I was at a meeting on Saturday. We had a person who was in high school. Um, they had a parent there whose daughter um, is 13 who was diagnosed with lupus. So it runs anywhere from really the young to the to, I'm not going to say old. I'm just going to say our seasoned citizens, our seniors. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it's, it, it doesn't discriminate. It impacts everyone. It impacts everyone differently. So there is no age range. I, I see it all at the meetings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I guess they all, because it has impacted your family and you have yes. children. Has it made them more empathetic? Are they also lupus ambassadors to where, you know, they can talk to their friends about it. Because like you said, if you're 13 and you've got lupus, sometimes I imagine that can be a, being a teenager is hard enough, but to be mm-hmm. a sick teenager can be a pretty lonely place. And to have, how great to have, you know, are they like ambassadors and I am, you know, I'm so glad you asked me that because actually they both are. My oldest is 24 and my youngest just turned 15. Um, mm-hmm. And they're they're easy to talk about it with anyone that asks them. The 15-year-old, when she was in sixth grade, they had to pick a, a nonprofit organization that they wanted to help raise money for. She chose Lupus Detroit. She had to get up and speak about why she chose Lupus Detroit, and she did not have a problem with it. She at one point had cookies that she made that she sold at one of the walks, and all of her proceeds that she got, she gave them to Sharon for Lupus Detroit. Oh. My girls, I have to pat them on their back 
because they are very patient when it comes to speaking to people about lupus and lupus detroit. And neither one of them were born when um, my uncle passed and his daughter passed. Um, But I have a niece who was in her teens when she was diagnosed with lupus. So they have a very good understanding of it, and they do not have a problem speaking about it at all. They say Auntie Sharon is doing this for lupus Detroit, and Auntie Sharon is doing that for lupus Detroit, and you need to come and help us. They have no problem speaking about it, and I'm so proud of them for being able to do that because, as you said, being a teen is hard enough, but getting two teens at the time, they were both teens, to be able to speak about something and have a passion for it, I can't do anything but pat them on the back. I'm glad that I speak to them about it and that Sharon speaks to them about it and that they're comfortable talking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, when you said that one of them was 24, I thought about part of Sharon's story was like when she so I was in college and mm-hmm. they didn't know know what was going on with her. And I was saying like, you know, at your college, it wasn't somebody who had some experience. And, you know, I can see someone like your daughter's age who would be an advocate, you know, and sometimes somebody has to bring that to their attention. So hats off to you and your family for doing that. And it's really important, you know, how – it takes all of us who are affected, mm-hmm. whether directly or indirectly or know about it, talking about this story to help the next person. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It, it takes Absolutely. a village. It's not just mm-hmm. taking a village to, to raise children. It takes a village in order to get the word out and mm-hmm. to be comfortable enough to talk about it and to share your story with everyone else. Mm-hmm. I commend Sanit. And all of uh-huh. our warriors who want to share their stories because they don't have to. Uh-huh. They, they do, and they have no problem doing it and sharing it and getting that information out there. And I just look at them in awe because I'm not sure that I would want to be that open myself if I had an illness that was preventing me from doing some things sometime and that was taking a toll. I'm not sure I would be able to do that. So I always applaud our, uh, our warriors. So being able to easily talk about it because it's not an uh-huh. easy subject. Not at all. Not at all. So. So, well, we're going to take our second break, and then we're going to get into some of the the nitty gritty things because we wanna we want to to talk about that. So we'll be right back talking about the loop the seventh annual lupus walk for our lupus warriors here in Detroit, September 7th. We'll be right back. Collections by Michelle Brown airs every Thursday at 7 p.m. You can subscribe now and listen to the podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Be sure to like the Collections by Michelle Brown Facebook page and mark your calendar so you never miss an episode.
And we're back here on Collections by Michelle Brown. Shannon, first of all, how are you? How is your health? I know that you have had lupus attack your kidneys. I know you said how, you know, you haven't been able to walk uh, because, you know, of your health, and, but you still man that table. How are you? Oh, well, thank you for asking. Um, I'm actually, I'm doing, I'm pretty stable right about now um, due to the weather and it's changing. Um, I had to be inside when it's really hot because with the lupus you can't be too, you can't be out in the sun too much. But overall, um, I'm I'm stable. Mm -hmm. I am doing, I'm stable. I take it each day as it comes. Some days, Lupus wins that day, but the next day, mm-hmm. lupus will not win that day. I'm going to be, I'm going to be the winner here. So, mm-hmm. um, as of right now, it is stable. Mm-hmm. When you see yourself as a warrior, you know it, it is. It's like uh, every day that the, it's every day. You don't know what the next day is going to bring, and you're fighting, but you're winning. How do you, when, when people, you see them and you say you're a lupus warrior, how do you want them, how do you define yourself to them? I define myself as someone who is, is just dealing with this disease the best way that I know how. I think as a warrior, you go, um, you go when I think of a warrior, I think of someone who goes in, who fights, and that's what I'm doing, who may take a lash or two, but then they still keep moving forward. And I think as a lupus warrior, that's what I do when I have really bad um, episodes where I'm in a hospital or there have been times where I've had to, I've been on chemotherapy. I just say, okay, this is a fight that I'm doing. I'm going to win it. I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep moving on because for me, you do have those times where you do get down, but you can't be down for so long only because then you won't be able to to just really see the other side, that you will come through, you will get through this, you will come out of this. So I think that's one of the things is just having a, a mindset of getting through and finishing and just to keep fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing I've also noticed is like, when you find that doctor, you know, you have great relationships with your doctors. Like you say, you've got her on your phone. Somebody needs to go, here, here's my rheumatologist. How difficult was it for you to find the right caregiving team? Well, in my situation, I had shown symptoms, but I thought I had a really bad case of the flu. And mm-hmm. so my primary care doctor referred me to a specialist, a rheumatologist. And so... That rheumatologist, um, I think for some reason she had to leave or go, and then I ended up with Dr. Patricia Dar, who has been a godsend um, for me. So in my experience, I did not have that. Um, it wasn't too difficult of a transition for me uh-huh. to, um, to find one, but having that relationship with a physician who's not only passionate about their field of study, but who also understands, and they talk to you. They don't talk at you because a lot of times physicians just 
want to treat the disease not realizing that there is a person who's dealing with this as well. So I think um, the the transition part, it wasn't that difficult at all. Oh, that's great. That's great. You know, and, and like you said, and they should find one and doctors who don't know and others are getting on board. It is. It's like it's a, a caring community built around. So I know that okay, it's going to be on Saturday, September 7th. It's in the new Central Park where it's been. Um, you don't have to worry about it. There is free parking. Uh, yes. People can come. Now, registration. What is the registration fee? The registration fee is $20. Uh-huh. And, and they can either do it that day uh-huh. or they can go onto our website, lucasstory.com, and uh, click the link, and they'll be able to register through there as well. Okay, and if you don't, and if you're not part of a team, that's no no team, no problem, right? No team, no problem. <laughs> come uh, yeah. come walk. I mean, you don't have to be a part of the team. Um, there's just so much to do with with our walks that we often get people who have just who are just seeing and hearing the music who come into the park, and sometimes they'll donate. If you want to mm-hmm. donate instead of registering the walk, that's fine. Buying a raffle ticket to us is a donation. You mm-hmm. Come and enjoy what you see, and we may move that person to want to volunteer or to continue to be a donor. So no mm-hmm. team, no problem. Come on and enjoy the fun. Well, you know, I know that last year I was there, and there was a family. I was talking to them. They said, whose team are you on? I said, I'm not on any team. I'm just going. They said, oh, no, now you're on our team. And I just walked with them, and it was wonderful. You know, it was like I got to know that family, mm-hmm. and it was really it was really great. But this year I'm on Team Sharing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Now, and, and for those of you who are concerned, it's not a long walk. It's about 1K. I mean, we go, what is it, down one street, up and come back. You bet, you, mm-hmm. It doesn't, not really long. Very nope, it's not mild. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's snacks and cold beverages. Um, yes. All right. Besides the DJ, what other entertainment are you going to have? Um, we will be having a local artist by the name of Ellie San Diego. She will be performing as well for us. And our host, Sugar Ray, is from one of the local radio stations. Oh, yeah. I mean, Sugar Ray's been doing it for a couple of years, I know, a few years. I think this is there. year three. I think this is uh-huh. year three for her. I want to say year mm-hmm. three. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, of course, there will be the face painting. And I'm going to tell you, if you want your face painted, get there and get in line immediately. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. You know, because, well, I mean, as the longer, the more closer to you, the line gets longer and longer. Yes. Um, yes. There will be massage tables with certified massage therapists. Is this like for before and after? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. They stay probably until, like, the last, they may leave the ha- half an hour before we start packing up. Once okay. everyone has come in and gotten settled, they will start doing the massages to warm you up. We have a person who comes in who actually does a warm-up on stage uh, with all of our participants, and then you can get a massage afterwards as well, just to kind of cool down a little bit. Uh-huh. 
So I know that there's raffles and a silent auction. Last year, I won one of the Made in Detroit basket. I just almost, it was funny because I usually don't win things, so I'm sitting there with my stuff all together, and they called my number, and my stuff went flying off through the air, and I was just like tickle pink. Um, and the prizes for the silent auction and the raffles are donated. Who are some of the people yeah. donating to this? Oh, my gosh. We, the young lady who did the Made in Detroit basket, um, we have so many different people. We have the young lady that um, I think is Hagatari Jewelry. I hope I didn't pronounce that incorrectly. Uh-huh. She'll don- donate jewelry items. Um, a lot of times we'll reach out to different organizations. The casino stays that we um, have for the silent auction. It's us uh-huh. who've reached out to the casinos, and they give us those packages to auction uh-huh. off. Um, the, sometimes some of the prizes that we given away for some of the people that walk or the winning teams are things that have been donated. We get a lot of the tips from donations, just about everything. I can say it's very rarely that we have to purchase something to give away because Sharon has that type of relationship with people, and I'm constantly on those casinos. I feel like as much money as people put in the casinos, we can get a couple of nights staying a meal. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so we, we ride people. We, we are there. After the walk is over with on Saturday, our work doesn't stop. We start back reaching out to people to make sure that we can have them make sure that they're going to give us something or do whatever they did this last time the next time. So the walk preparation never stops for us. So we're making sure that we can get as much as possible. And we like nice stuff. We don't want to give away gaudy stuff. So we make a point of reaching out to people who aren't going to give us the stuff that they had in their basement that they just couldn't get rid of. Uh Mm -hmm. Well, I can tell you, you know, I mean, uh, I got, uh, I've gotten some of the jewelry. I've gotten that, you know, it's like, you know, you guys get me every time. Um, every I was like, oh, I love that. Is there a walk ambassador this year? Um, not that I'm a bit, I've been made aware of. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been reaching out, and I wish we, I could say that we have one this year, but I think this will be the first year that we don't have an actual walk ambassador. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it'll probably be Sharon. She's not going to walk because we probably won't let her walk. But um, sometimes she walks, sometimes she doesn't. It really does depend on how she's feeling that day. But I'm mm-hmm. going to say that Sharon is our walk ambassador this year. And it's probably about time for her to be the walk ambassador because we've always had somebody else do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do you have regular corporate sponsors? Um, uh, GSK, GlaxoSmithKline. Um, is a regular uh, corporate sponsor. QMI is a regular corporate sponsor. I want to say that the refinement group is a regular one. And uh, PLG, those of our, have been some of our major supporters lately. Um, I think at one time we had HAP was sponsor, um, and I think they're going to come back next year, but they weren't uh, were unable this year. So, yeah, we're reaching out and We'll accept more corporate sponsors. We don't have a problem with that. We will take their money and put their names <laughs> in. <laughs> we'll mm-hmm. yes. uh-huh. Okay. So, you know, we know that that people can continue. I mean, don't think it's too late. You can register the day of just as you walk in. 
Where will yeah. we find you at, Shannon? I will, be at merchandi- I will be at the merchandising table this year. So if you want a T-shirt, a bracelet, um, I think we may have some pins available, mugs. Mm-hmm. So I will be there at the merchandising table. So anyone can come and, and purchase any merchandise from Lupus Detroit. Okay. And um, what do the, the T-shirts, do they just say like Lupus Detroit or – Yes, it says Lupus Detroit, yep. And the sponsorship T-shirts are the ones that the volunteers usually have, right, Shannon? Yes. Yes. And those will have our our sponsors that will have Lucas Detroit on the front and then our sponsors on the back of it. And sometimes we'll have extra ones of those to sell. Okay, okay. So you'll do the merchandise table. And um, and then we said that you have things to pass out, where will they go for the snacks and cold beverages? As I recall, there's a uh, an area that you can go inside and get your cold beverages and snacks. Yeah, it okay. is right next to the restaurant. It's the the open bar area is what we use for our snacks and um, beverages. And sometimes oh, okay. we have people set out set up outside of that, usually with the, some fresh fruit and um, different snacks too. Mhm. So, okay, well. What is coming up, you know, because we have to keep going, you know, after the walk. Okay, first of all, always remember that there is, and the Lupus Detroit has a website where people can make a donation to this organization. I tell people make it. I mean, I encourage people for their birthdays. I mean, often you'll see that when on one of those things on Facebook for my birthday, I tell people contribute to Lupus Detroit. If you're at work. And, you know, I often have told people, like, instead of, you know, a Christmas thing, make a donation for me in my name to Lupus Detroit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you give us the website? And is it, it's always up there, right? You can take donations through PayPal and every other way. Yes, ma'am. We're doing, we can do Cash App as well. It's um, www.lupusdetroit.org. Go on to our mm-hmm. website, and we have links for if you want to make a donation, if you want to register for the walk, if you want to give us your email so that you can get our newsletter because Karen does send out a newsletter, um, and want to come to the walk and register at the walk, then that's fine as well. But after the walk, always go to our website, which is org, and you can make your donation through there. And we do. we have had a lot of people who make their Christmas or their birthday fundraisers for Lucas Detroit off of Facebook. That's always good for us, too. We'll take uh, credit cards. (laughs) We do PayPal. We do Cash App. We will take the soft money and the hard money as well. We don't discriminate between money types. We're Uh going to take them all, and we're going to put them all to get used, and we're very visible so you see exactly where your money is going. Uh And... Shannon, if someone wants to have someone reach out to a volunteer and have them come talk about this, talk about lupus, um, can they reach you through the Lupus Detroit website? Um, I, now, that I don't know because the website is constantly being updated as far, mm-hmm. as, um, as far as reaching out. However, I am on the Lupus Detroit on Facebook. So All right. it's 
So if anyone wants to reach out, my name is Shannon Hester, and I will be happy to answer any kind of questions or concerns that you may have. So briefly, some of the other things that you that you have going on. I mean, and I can't let it go without you talking about, uh, which I think is one of the the most amazing things is the scholarships that are the Perkins scholarships. And I'm sure Attorney Perkins and his family will be at the walk, right? Yes, they come every year. Um, mm-hmm. Those scholarships are thousand dollar scholarships, and they come in handy for a lot of our lupus warriors. Anyone that's you don't even have to live in Detroit now, but if you've lived in Michigan and are going to school, you're invited to apply for one of those scholarships. And it has helped tremendously for a lot of students because we know sometimes financial aid does not cover everything. And because you have lupus doesn't mean that you don't want to get your education. You want to be educated as well. So Todd Perkins came to Sharon with that idea, and we gladly said yes. We will take it because you're helping our Lucas warriors help themselves. And I think the other thing that's great about it is, like, I remember one year, um, most people think, oh, college-age students, there was an adult who was going back into work, and she got mm-hmm. a scholarship to go back to school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Then, so, that, so there's the scholarships that Lucas Detroit do. There's uh, the meetings. Shannon, when and where are the meetings held? Well, the meetings are held every fourth Saturday of the month, and they they vary. Um, sometimes we do them in Detroit. Sometimes we do them in Southfield. But when we do um, the locations in Detroit and Southfield, it's typically the same place, unless um, otherwise, unless we're given other notice. So um, they're held every fourth Saturday from 12 to 1.30 p.m. Um, and the good thing about it is for each meeting, it's a different subject. So once we had someone come in to talk about holistic health, and then the next meeting we had someone come, come in to tell us about how to navigate through the health insurance system. So the good thing about the meetings is that, as stated before, we're not just sitting around in a circle just client and boohooing because we have lupus, we are actually bringing people in um, that help you as you navigate, you know, through life exactly. as you navigate with, have, um, with having lupus. So these are all people that come to help you. And to piggyback yeah. on that, all uh, meetings will be posted onto Lupus Detroit's website and also on their on our Facebook page. So you can always find out whether we're going to be in Detroit or whether we're going to be in Southfield. And like Shannon said, it, whenever they're in Detroit or Southfield, they're usually at the same place in Detroit and the same place in Southfield. So mm-hmm. we try to keep it close and convenient for everyone. Mm-hmm. So, Val, as a, in your official board uh, capacity, what if you had your, your wish list, to put out there for that someone could help Lupus Detroit, either an individual, a business, a corporation, what would be your wish list? Um, I would want for us to get a grant large enough where we would be able to uncap the grants that we give to our Lupus Warriors. I would also want someone to grant us the opportunity to be able to be more vocal when it comes to 
the needs of lupus warriors. And that's just not medication and financial needs, but lupus warriors would like a cure. I would love it if someone would dedicate that money to to help the doctors find a cure for lupus. That's the biggest thing ever. Yep, a grant so we cannot have to cap our grants would be absolutely wonderful. But let's put that money towards helping to find a cure for lupus. I think that's the biggest thing on my Uh Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely is. Well, ladies, I want to thank you both for taking the time to be with me tonight. I will see you on the 7th. Sharon did say she was going to have a team, so I said, okay, I'll be on your team. But (laughs) either way, I will walk. And good luck in trying to get her to sit still. I mean, yeah, (laughs) I'll tell you, you know, for, and it never ceases to amaze me how much love, and I think it's the love that gives her the energy to do all that she does. And and because she loves so hard, Mm -hmm. each of you, Love mm-hmm. that heart as well. And we I appreciate that. We do. Yeah. We do. And we Absolutely. appreciate this opportunity to be able to come on and speak about Lucas Detroit. You have no idea. As yes. You want to be able to get the word out as much as possible, as much as possible. And you have um, granted us the opportunity to be able to do that. And for that, I personally thank you and really, really appreciate your time. I really, really do. And your support. Yes. Because it means a lot when Absolutely. someone is willing to say, okay, come on, come on to my radio show or come on to my TV show and let's talk about this and not just gloss over it quickly. We get five minutes and that's it. You've given us over an hour, an hour of your time yes. to talk about something that we're passionate about, and I appreciate it, and I thank you. Yeah. Well, right. and, to, and to pick you back off, um, off of that, I just want to say thank you for allowing me to share my story and, and some insight into what someone with lupus goes through. So I hope, you know, someone heard. I hope I was helpful. Well, I'm sure you were. You know, you, you'd be, I've had people from other states who have heard and said, you know what, I have to find out, you know, I wonder if they're doing something like that in my area. And, you know, they need to. If they're not doing it, mm-hmm. and I, like I said, I talk about it every place that I go. On my calendar, I have twice a year that, okay, Sharon, it's time for us to do a show. What's going on? You know, and, um, and, I, and I think of the Lupus Detroit community as my family. So, you know, I will always be there. So Thank until you. the 7th. Okay. <laughs> okay. You yes. guys be ready. Hey, have no water. Right. Tell me, make sure I stay hydrated so I can get yes, my walk on. <laughs> yes, absolutely. absolutely. Okay, ladies, well, thank you so much, and um, I will see you then. All, All right. right, thank see you. See you on the 7th. All right, Shannon, see you on the 7th. All right, see you on okay. the 7th. Okay. All, right. All right, bye-bye. 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 Mm-hmm. I want to thank today's guest, Lupus Detroit's Board Secretary, Val Harris-Carter, and Lupus Warrior, Shannon Hester. The Lupus Detroit 7th Annual Walk for Warriors is this Saturday, September 7th, at the New Center Park in Detroit from 9 a.m. to noon. There'll be music, 
food, face painting, raffles, and an opportunity to meet and mingle with the Lupus Detroit family before and after the walk. Be sure and follow Collections by Michelle Blog Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And let us know if you have a suggestion for a guest or a topic for a future show. You can listen to this or past episodes of the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Blog Talk Radio. Join us next week when I'll introduce you to another amazing individual living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality, and creating change right here on Collections by Michelle Brown. Thank you for listening.